0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom for my earlier book, Leading Women. And they also inspired my newest book, which came out in 2019, titled In This Together How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. This week, I'm pleased to welcome A, capital A, Margot Blair. I love that. I met Margot at the Power Up Conference in February and knew she would be a great, amazing guest for my podcast. Margot is a partnership strategist and the creator of Profitable Founder. She specializes in strategic partnerships, event planning, and nonprofit, or what we call social profit development, with an emphasis on speaking skills and organizational leadership. Margo began her journey as a life coach for teen girls facing diversity and founded Discover Her Worldwide, an organization that provides personal development training for 4,000 incarcerated women and girls focusing on leadership behaviors, resilience, and collaboration with other women. Over the last decade, Margot has studied the psychology behind collaboration, which has allowed her to host a 23-tour, three professional development conferences, and four and publish seven professional and personal development resources. She has worked with clients including the Obama Foundation, Black Enterprise, and employees of LinkedIn, Dallas Mavericks, ADP, Toyota Prudential, and many, many more. She has also contributed to Forbes Business Coaches Council and was recognized as one of the top 40, under 40 leaders and a top 35 millennial influencer. Wow, what a Vita. I'm so happy to welcome Margo to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Good to talk with you again, Margo. Well, good morning. Uh, Margo is busy. We were just chatting before I started the recording. (laughs) She is a new mommy, and I tell you, that in itself is uh, along with. and Welcome, Margo. But one of the things that I've heard many, many, and I think – But women say, can I do it all? And I think that the answer is yes, if you're organized and you have lots and lots of support. So hopefully you've got all those things. Absolutely,
1: Dr. Nancy. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so grateful to be here with
0: you and chatting with
1: you. And, you know, just to that very point, one of the things that, that my husband always talks about, and I've kind of adopted it as well, people don't fail, systems do.
0: Yeah. And
1: that just goes in, you know, direct alignment with what you just shared is, you know, with everything going on, being a mom, being a wife, being an entrepreneur, I, you know, and yeah. I actually have two businesses, uh, being the founder of a nonprofit and uh, my for-profit. I wear two separate hats in those businesses. So, yeah, there's a lot to really be able to focus on and give in those respective areas. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, nobody gets anywhere by themselves. And, I, you know, when I hear people say the words I, me, and mine – i I look at them <laughs> kind of sideways to think you, you did not get here by yourself. Why are you right. speaking about yourself and yours and right. and and not including all the people that helped you to be where you are today? Right. None of us get anywhere by ourselves, so let's talk about you because I think one of the things I always start these conversations out with is the personal story, your journey. Mm-hmm. Why I'm talking to this person today? How did you get to be who you are? And that is the story that is most important for people to hear because there's always a connection. How'd you get to be you? I,
1: I love. I always love that question, right? Because again, I mean, in that same boat, you hear the the zero to to a multimillionaire, and, and it's like you're you're skipping some steps there, right? So, right. Um, I'd love to just take you and, and as well as our listeners today. Through, through just my journey, my personal story, um, because it definitely has played a significant role in, in the person that I am today, the woman and, and business owner that I am today. And so just really first and foremost, I like to say my story begins when I was five days old, um, specifically because that was when I was adopted, and I grew up in a predominantly white family, and so from a, the b- very beginning, I really battled with identity. I battled with um, a, a lack of self-worth. I battled with um, a number of other things over the years. And so that was just really one of the first pieces. But from there, adversity just continued to reveal itself throughout my life. My adoptive father ended up taking his own life when I was five. Um, oh, no. Assault when I was uh, 11 years old. Juvenile detention when I was 13. I mean, you name it, that was that was my situation um, before the first 14 years of my life and all of those things bottled up together really, really defined who I was at that season. I was defined by my situation. I was defined by my circumstances, Um, but I wasn't going to, you know, take the same route as my father my, my father did. And so I I knew I had to keep essentially keep living. That's, that's the reality of it. Right. But the interesting piece of that is through all of the mess, through all of the drama, through all of the, the adversity, I was still there for my friends. I was still there for other people who were experiencing um, their own issues, right? And right. I knew that that I had a calling upon my life. I just didn't, of course, at that that age, I didn't know what it was. And right. so let's jump to, to age 16. Age 16, my mother and I um, relocate to Phoenix, Arizona. And I wasn't able to get accepted into a local high school, and so I started college at 16. And wow. Okay. The 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 crazy part about it is, up until that time, I was not great at school I mean I I was intelligent but I didn't apply myself and so my grades reflected you know reflected that way and so when I got into college I knew it was a new beginning I knew that there was we didn't know anybody out here so this was my opportunity to really make something of myself and that's what I chose to do and so over oh goodness within the next what three three years three and a half years Um, I ended up just putting my head down and and pounding the pavement in academia, and I was able to obtain my uh, bachelor's degree by the age of 19. And it just the story just improves from there to where I, even though I wasn't able to get a job at 19 um, with my psychology background, my only other option was to continue to in school, and so I by uh, 21 I had obtained my master's degree. I had started teaching at um, Grand Canyon University. I was one of the youngest um, adjunct professors there. And um, I still continued on (laughs) where I was um, in my So program at age uh, 23. And so that was really where I took the first part of my life and then, and really completely did a complete transformation. And from those experiences, I was just like, I I need to apply
0: this somewhere else.
1: And it
0: wasn't just the life, you know,
1: the life part, the part,
0: go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I just want to jump in here for a minute, but, but who yeah. inspired you i mean there like you said uh, you began to understand that you're you you had a talent and you had a desire and you had a passion to help others but who was inspiring you to get to be where you are go to college get your undergraduate degree go and, and get your uh, masters degree who was inspiring you during that time
1: the the interesting thing is i really didn't see anyone who looked like me at the time but i knew that there it, it was really the people that I that I was growing up with who were also facing their adversity, and I know it's it's interesting to say this, but that's what that's what was fueling me. It few was fueling me was the people who were also going through their adversity. Yeah. There had to be yeah. something on the other side, and so yeah. that you know you t- you hear most often people are like you know it was o- it was Oprah, it was The Journal of Truth, and you know it was you know yeah. all these great yeah. people, yeah. and and you know unfortunately I didn't have somebody who had made it. I didn't have somebody who was really, really successful and wow. was making, you know, you know, dominating or breaking, ce- you know, shattering the glass ceilings. It was the other people who were also battling just as I was. And I said, this can't, this can't be all our fate. What yeah. else is out there? I'm not, there? And so I'm not the
0: only about. one. There's people out there yeah. just like me. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Well, and, and well. well believe
0: it or not, I really relate to that because <laughs> mm. your, your story. Mm. I'm, I was not adopted, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, what's a good word? I. I was mischievous. I was not focused. Mm. I was mischievous, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. I ended up being the one that people came to and asked for help. And even where I when All I the worked time. jobs, the I, if I was behind a counter, someone came to me. So I. So we have very very similar backgrounds as far as yeah, really basically saying, I didn't know this was what my job was gonna be, but helping others exactly. became very, very important. And you know, you continue to do that in so many capacities. So you you finished your masters and what what did you want to do at that point? Who did you truly want to help? So at that time, because I started my first company when I was
1: when I was nineteen, so yeah. several things were happening at the same time. Started my master's program, started my first company, and at that time, I was really focused on young women who, who right. could resonate with my story, right? And they were facing adversity, and they were currently in the midst of the mess, is how I like to explain it. And yeah. then, just it was quick. It was quick when I learned that these girls would go through my 10 or 12 week program and then their mothers would call me back like, Hey, you know, during the program, my girls were great, but I don't know what happened. Then they regressed. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not supposed to happen. What's going on. I tried Mm -hmm. and I started digging a little bit deeper and started having conversations with the mothers and the daughters present or some of them, they were actually fathers and the daughters. And I started realizing or learning that it wasn't just the girls, that there were habits that the parents hadn't yet broken because of the adversity that they had faced when they were younger that they right. had overcome. And yeah. so that's where the vision began to expand, where it wasn't just the focus on these young girls. It was their environment. It was the people that they were, they were being raised by. Um, and then, again, the, just the vision continued to evolve from there.
0: Yeah. Well, as your husband said, it's the system that we have to look at to truly understand what, how things are working and how they can be fixed as well. I think that's what you told me early on. But systemic thinking is is something very, very challenging, but, yes, very, very important as far as making changes.
1: It's a conversation, too, around in order to overcome. People would always ask where I I did a 23-city tour. I know that sounds so crazy. I did a 23-city tour um, back in 2016, and one of the main questions that I received was, how do you actually overcome the adversity, right? I was telling my story so much um, at that time, right. but then people right. started asking, but how did you actually overcome it? What were the steps? And I wasn't thinking about that. And, you know, on the other end of the experience, a book was birthed from it called Seasons of Life. And I really broke down how to really be able to navigate through those, uh, those seasons of adversity and the seasons of, of change and re- of resilience and all those different concepts that were there. But one of the main things that, that I, used still talk about till this day is that it's a conversation around the need to uproot and remove ourselves from a, a situation or a circumstance to really transform our perspective in order to have that complete mindset um, transformation or that mindset shift, is, as I call it, and then to begin to put yourself in a position to lay a new foundation from what you're familiar with. Yeah. So there's so many yeah. different layers to that. You know, that, that so you, of, you talk of, about you
0: talk about your research regarding collaboration. Is this is this where this all headed? Was that, again understanding the psychology of people have to integrate, they have to collaborate, they have yes. to support one another for change to yes. occur.
1: And if it yes. doesn't, you that know, exactly we know
0: it. what happens.
1: That is exactly it. That is exactly it. That's really where over I, it came to a point where I just looked at. All of the things I had done over the last several years, the 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 clients that I served, my students who had gone through, um, you know, my programs or even at the college, the collegiate level, and I was like, what what are the common themes? And it came down to collaboration, and that's yeah. when I really started looking at it a little bit differently. I said, there is a there's an entire psychology behind collaboration, and I have to teach this. I have to get other people to really understand, number one, you said it earlier while we were talking, where you, you cannot do these things alone. We are not meant to operate in a silo. Right,
0: right. Well, you know, I mean, I think another way, and this is kind of my journey just to throw this in, because I truly believe what you're saying. I think it's absolutely true. But the most important thing I think that I needed, and I think what people need in general, especially women, is support. I don't know about you, but I can see the faces of people that supported me, but I can also see the faces of people who did not. So, I we mean, you, neither, there are things yeah. that happen in our life yeah. that truly can can change our lives very quickly if just one person. And, I, you know, you believed in yourself, but I know there's some, I, I can see some faces of other people for you that supported you and believed in Margot. that said, okay, you can do this you know you can collaborate you can support one another and you can move forward in your life if if someone just believes in you
1: and, and you know you're you're making several really great points because again in the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey right in the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey it's a different right. conversation there was a lot of competition and right. i in and, and and all honesty, I didn't actually want to start a business. I wanted to come under other people, the other programs that were existing here um, in the in the Valley of Phoenix, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case. A lot of people wanted to um, run their own thing, and I'm, that's that's totally fine. That's great. And so, because of those things, that that competition, that's actually how um, what a couple of my first programs were birthed, and then from those experiences, I said, I do not want to do this alone. And that's when I started really focusing solely on what are your strengths here? This is what I bring to the table. What do you bring to the table? Okay, great. Yeah. I don't bring that. So please, like how, how can we bridge this gap because my people need this too. And then it just started growing and growing and growing to where there's a lot of people now that I do have a really great relationship with. and, And it came from that, willingness to collaborate, willingness to bring myself to the table or in certain times, right, bringing the actual table. And and you can speak directly to that too, uh, Nancy. Like we've had these conversations, you know, we had
0: a brief conversation. Yeah, that was was really our discussion when we first met at the Power Up conference in in, uh, Scottsdale, you know, that we talked about, you know, you you said to me, you know, what can we do to collaborate? How are things that we can support each other? And, you know, I mean, that conversation just, that in itself is just such an enlightening and such a wonderful conversation mm-hmm. to have, especially with another woman, that say, yes. you know, I mean, and, and this is this is my one of my contentions is, is that until women support one another, we can sometimes be our own worst enemies. But, you know, yes. uh, the Lift Women Up campaign is always about lifting another woman up. And you did that immediately with me. And I thought, wow, you are something. You You were just, you were energetic. You were positive you were saying hey what can we do how can we help each other and when you when you make that that call and you make that point something completely changes as far as people aren't defensive they they open up to you they start to think about the possibilities and you know what it's a lot more fun isn't it it, it is
1: and I, I definitely have to thank you for that because for me I had that whole weekend planned. I was like, I'm going to come to the first day, we're going to do this. And I didn't get to make it. And I remember you you actually told me that people were asking about me at the event the night prior that you hosted. And, yeah. and I was trying so hard to make it. But again, at that time, what, I think I was like seven months pregnant, almost eight months pregnant, so
0: yes, you are. time
1: was definitely <laughs> limited. But again, it was so, it was just refreshing to, to hear that because some of the people, I hadn't even met them before the conference experience. And so again, that that speaks to what we're talking about right now, that opportunity to really just be present and not present in a way where, okay, Dr. Nancy, I know you, you've done this for a while, you know, you've made your, you, you know, you're still making. Your mic. You're doing these things. What can I get from you? That yeah. wasn't the. That wasn't the. That wasn't my agenda. That wasn't the goal. It's no. Like, hey. No. Mm-hmm. This is what you're doing. This and this is what your mission is with with lift women up. And this is my mission with women in action through the nonprofit. Yeah. How can we like what? And we're here at the the power of women's conference, right? You know, presented by Take the Lead. This is all about women development, professional development, leadership development, uh, making people better communicators and listeners and, and really helping people show up to make greater impact in the, in the lives yeah. in which they're called to lead. What does that look yeah. like for us to continue well, to yeah. do that? Now that yeah,
0: I, I'm the chair of the board for Take the Lead, but one of the things that the Power Up Conference, which we're going to have again this, this coming year, uh, the, the most important thing that women here, is that they're getting support from other women, and that's why leadership is so important for us to help each other to find our voices. There was one woman, though, that did come up during the conference and shared that her thoughts with me. She said, this is the first time that I've ever been to a woman's conference where I actually felt mm-hmm. people supporting me. And I thought to myself, wow. isn't that a darn shame to ever hear that? Yeah, I was in a say. You know what? We hear yeah, that all the right. time. but..." People like you, people like me, that's what we're changing because of the way exactly. the collaboration and the importance of knowing that when we get people in the room and we all talk about how are we going to help each other, I mean, the whole game changes, the whole plan changes. Right. I mean, and, and and just to have that inspiration, and, and that's where the passion comes from.
1: Absolutely. That's spot on. That's exactly it.
0: Well, you know, I know we could talk forever about this. You're doing so much. We didn't talk about Discover Her worldwide, working with women and girls. I mean, you've Absolutely you've been there. You've back. done that. You've helped women and girls at the, at the most important levels of someone believing in them. And that's what we have to do as women, is understand Absolutely. that. Only we can do that. I mean, the hand that rocks the cradle rocks the world, and you're doing that right now with your little boy, but uh, we're, we should be able to do that. We should be doing that with every single person that we come in contact with more Absolutely. than ever right now, more Absolutely. than ever. and
1: one of the things that I make sure to teach um, the people that I work with is really understanding that as you're being poured into, whether it's mentorship, whether it's a business coach relationship, whatever the dynamic As you're being poured into, you should always be pouring into other people. And that's that's really the premise of the Discover Her movement. It's discovering her, the woman you've been designed to be. And and that's really that process of really figuring out what's my calling, what's my purpose, um, how does it relate to the destiny, and then what's that journey look like for me to really come into the full version of myself, right? I, I wholeheartedly believe that we have in us what we need. However, yeah. we have to meet certain people to tap in. We have yeah. to, um, to experience certain things to really up-level. We have to learn and sharpen our skills in, in diverse areas and un- unlearn certain things that no longer serve us and, and remove ourselves from relationships that no longer serve us forward, propel us forward into who really who we're supposed to be, and that yeah. again that's that's what we see throughout throughout the nonprofit organization that that I've been able to lead over the last three years, and then also just really what I've been doing um, with my with my clients uh, through partnership strategy and helping them really make sure that they are intentional about collaboration and and finding ways. Yeah. Um, through yeah. their service organizations, their service companies, right? Because it's like, it's, yeah. it's not just a group well, of people. Well, you know, there's um,
0: there's more than enough pieces of the pie. You know, there's lots and yes. lots, you know, and and there, there, there'll come a day, though, that these companies, these partnerships you develop, there's things that they can do better than you can do. And there's things yes. that they want to do that you don't necessarily want to do so that, that bridging and that uh, referring back and forth becomes such an amazing relationship and opportunity for everyone to grow and to grow in such a such a vast incorporating area. But, uh, no, it's it's all about that for sure. This is actually how, uh, by the way, I call them social profit organizations. Nonprofit is negative. <laughs> so call them social profit. You'll see their eyes just, their smiles and their eyes just you know, it doesn't get bright when you say social profit. But anyway, I've, I, you know, one of the most important things that I've ever said to another person, and it's kind of what you said to me, how can I help you? And it's yep. so very simple is how can I help you? You know, you're just like, wow. And I know any time I've ever helped anyone in any any capacity whatsoever, it has come back to me threefold. Threefold, no doubt about it. Yeah, So. All That's right. Well, we can talk another good. hour or so, and we've got to do another <laughs> one. But uh, tell them how they get to know you better, what you're doing, and all the amazing things in your life that you want to share. Absolutely.
1: I just uh, ho- make, I I hope that this conversation really started shifting your mindset in a in a few different ways to really start thinking about how you can get a position yourself to partner with people that you'd like to, whether it's business owners or corporate companies. Um, And and so you can definitely connect with me, find additional information about growing your partnership portfolio by reaching out to me on any social media platform at amargoblair or just connecting with me through my website at amargoblair.com as well, I just encourage you to go ahead and grab um, the partnership approach, which is a resource that will really amplify your perspective in the partnership realm. So thank you so much tuning in
0: i mentioned it i mentioned in the introduction some of the companies but i'll go ahead and mention them again because you've Absolutely. you've definitely uh worked with the best the obama foundation black enterprise yep. and you work for yep. linkedin you know adp toyota <laughs> prudential i mean you yeah. you're, you work with the big big boys and girls so <laughs> the big dogs. Anyway, right. that's, the, i, I want to congratulate you on all your wonderful that's work amazing. and the work that you're going to do and have yet to do and congratulate you on your new new job, your new career as a mother, and, yes, uh, as a mama. And I, yes. I believe we can do it all as long as we collaborate. <laughs> that part. Yes, and, and that's right. Yeah, and if exactly we have the support right. of other people. So, um, yep. Margo, thank you so much, and, and I know we'll thank see you. I'll see you again. We'll, I'll see you probably at yes. another Power Up Conference, but uh, I'll look forward to getting to know you better and better. Absolutely. Thank you so much for what you Absolutely.
1: do.